0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Refuge Live podcast, live from the sanctuary of the Temple of Refuge in West Memphis, Arkansas. Let's go now into the sanctuary and hear what it is that God has to say. Crazy, Kevon. In Ezekiel chapter 3, I'm just setting up the text tonight. Here it is. In Ezekiel chapter 3, God, he, he released a scroll, Pastor Kim, and he tells him. Now, he releases the scroll, and he unrolls the scroll, Kevon, and then God tells him to eat it. Send a word to the folks, and then tells him, eat the scroll. If You know, the story in Ezekiel 3, he eats the scroll, and Ezekiel says that it tastes like honey. And here we see where God is fixing prophetically his language. Here it is where I have to take in what God has said. And here it is. It tastes good for me, although it may not sound good and it may not feel good for the people that the word is called to do. it For the work that they are even in a bad situation. Who knows that the word, who, who knows that God, hallelujah, will send the word out of your mouth. Hallelujah. He will word your mouth to speak what it is that he wants to say. I can't speak for none of y'all in here, but there have been some times. Times that I have done, had to do some good to some people that have done me wrong. And, and if I had moved in my flesh, I would have kept it where it was. I would have met them where they were. But here comes God saying, no, you got to be the bigger person. No, you got to be the one that will go and make this right. Because here it is, God, I want to use you, hallelujah, as a vessel. I want to use you to be a prophet. I want to use you. It's ain't it in the Bible. Don't y'all pastor tell y'all that the word tells us where it is true, where it says that if he can find one righteous man, here it is. Is he will save the city. So this is why we got to know that it ain't wrapped up in us. Hallelujah. This is how I can say with conviction tonight. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So here it is. God will change the way that you speak. God help me even while you are in exile. You got to know that God will change your language. What are you saying tonight pastor? When you ready to go off and when you ready to click and you ready to start cussing. I know none of y'all don't do that. Here it is but God will get in the details and he'll tell you to eat what it is. I want you to feast on what it is that I'm getting ready to cut. The people that I've called you to, you're not gonna always like them, but you got to be able to declare, Thus saith the Lord. Here it is. So the end so from there on, after he eats the scroll, I'm promised is going somewhere tonight. Here it is, the entire book of Ezekiel in chapter four. The by it says the hand of God was on Ezekiel. In chapter five, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter six, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter thirteen, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter Chapter 21, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 25, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 28, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 29, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Y'all go get it. Chapter 31, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 34, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 35, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. Chapter 36, the hand of God was on Ezekiel. So when you put yourself in the position that God can use you, regardless of what's going on in your life, take this home with you that the hand of God will find you wherever you are. In 36, he's prophesying on the mountain. But in chapter 37, it's going to go somewhere, I promise. He's prophesying in a valley. Let me say it again for the balcony. In chapter 36, he's on the mountaintop, Myra. But in chapter 37, he is now in a valley. Chapter 35, the hand of God was on him. Chapter 36, the hand of God is on him. And while he is in this same chapter 36, he is at... A high place and the hand of God was on his life. And then here we come to the beginning of chapter 37 and the hand of God takes him from the high place where he was and sits him down in a valley full of dry bones. Chapter 36, he was prophesying that the land will find favor of the Lord. He knew that the people were on their way to this land and because he had showed up. He was speaking to the land and saying, guess what? What's on the way to you is about to be life-changing because God's people are on the way to this land. And so land, you will never be the same. Let me tell y'all what the Lord allowed me to see through there today, Travis. The Lord spoke to me and said that maybe the problem, Cornelia, is years we have been prophesying to people when we should be prophesying to the land. Here it is. Too busy. I'm telling you, God's going to do it for you. I decree and declare. But if your heart and your mind and your spirit ain't intact to receive, here it is. I'm going to move past you and I'm going to speak to the ground that you're going to walk on and say, ground, I call you blessed. In the days to come, it's a woman named Jazz that's going to walk on your territory. In the, woman, in the days to come, it's going to be a Pastor Kim. Here it is. She got a little pep in her step. But when she start walking across you, here it is. You got to understand that the ground, the ground. so here it is. It is in 36, he was prophesying favor and telling the land that the people of God are about to be in this place. The people of God are about to inherit this. The people of God, uh-huh. these are the same ones that Joshua told them that every God told every place where well, the sole of your feet shall tread. Hallelujah. You go on. it. so God raises up a prophet in the midst of exile. You got it. Here it is to go and speak to the land. God, help me. And I wonder if there are some people tonight. Hallelujah. That's going to stop talking to people that's going to stop worrying about things, but I'm going to start talking to the land in the day. So come. Here it is. If I want a house in this season, I'm going to go and walk the grounds and say, you know what? I don't, I don't even qualify for you. Hallelujah, but the blood makes me qualify. So every place that the sole of my feet tread, guess what according to the word of the Lord I will have it. this is what I want here it is I'm told that when I desire myself in him that he will give me the desires of my heart so it ain't even that I'm always right Courtney but he will give me what it is to want so here it is land I call you blessed because in a few days I'm gonna live here I land I call you blessed as a matter of fact driveway I call you blessed because I got two cars that's got to come and possess this place right here. Land, I call you blessed. Why? Because there's a church that's coming. Land, I call you blessed. Because there's a family that's coming. Land, I call you blessed. 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 So, says, I'm done. I'm serious. Yeah, after today, I'm done prophesying to people that don't want nothing. I'm going to start going after the land where the people are going. Y'all sit down. Quit playing there. So here it is. 36. He's on the mountain prophesying to the land. He told the land that you will find favor with the Lord. And then in the next chapter, just like God, he finds himself. The hand of the Lord was upon me and takes me from the highest place that I've ever been. Where we were just shouting about the favor coming to the land. And now I have landed in a valley. Looking at where I used to be. Now I'm low remembering what it was like when I was high. I remember what it looked like, but now I'm down here, and where I am don't look like where I've been. It was the same hand of God that was just on me yesterday, and I was at the top of that. And now, the hand of the Lord has landed me in a low place. It was just prophesying to the land and the trees. And now God has put him in a valley. And I could see Ezekiel walking in that valley, looking like, what? God, why did you bring me here? There's some people in here tonight that if you look at what's going on in your life and your surroundings, you too, like Ezekiel, have found yourself saying, God, how did I end up? This don't look like what we was just shouting about it was cute up there it ain't cute down here it, it, it don't feel good God we was just on the mountain I was just on the mountain and now I'm in a low place there's no life here there's nothing here he's now in the valley And it speaks to us and tells us, Pastor Kim, that wherever you are, God will pick you up. Notice, it didn't say that he sinned, Keisha, and ended up in the valley. (laughs) The spirit of God, the hand of God, the same hand that put me on the mountain has now put me down in the valley. Full of. Same hand, same hand, I was just prophesying. And now it's almost like because he had been in exile for so long that he was making the best of a bad situation. And now, let's just be honest, you know how you can be in a bad season And you just learn to settle in where you are. Ezekiel had gotten to the place that he was just making the best in exile. And now he has gotten so low, Myron, that it's almost like commentator said, he has forgotten what God can do. Have you ever been so low in your life? That is when people ask, well, do you think that God, you be like, I, I really don't know what God's going to do at this point. I even had to survey my own life recently, and I found myself two weeks ago, had been at the top of a mountain, and all within hours, Jazz, at the low. Saying, God, you got to do something. And while I was preparing today, Miss Young, the Lord brought a song down in my spirit <laughs> that poses the question: Courtney, have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? <laughs> have you any mountains that you cannot, until Josie, tunnel through? Why, God specializes. In things that seem impossible, the people of faith will say, and he will do, uh huh, what no other power can do. So here it is God, he is now on a roller coaster, but the hand of God is still on his life. I was just at a high, and now I'm at a low. Here it is, and God, one commentator said it because it was a spirit, by the, God, by the, he was moving by the spirit of God. He was in a high place, in a low place at the same time, and he was going back and forth, flip-flopping, but God was in the midst of it. And so for that person tonight, hallelujah, that is here or maybe watching on Facebook, you have to know that when you are experiencing a season of highs and lows in the same season, guess what? God is there in the midst. And so he was carrying him back and forth, from the high to the low, in and out of the valley. And here it is, he is still in a dry season. And so God speaks to him, and he asks him a question. Son of man, can these bones live? And I asked the question the last time I preached this. Why would God ask a question? I feel Holy Ghost right there that he already knows the answer to. Why would God ask somebody that he put in this predicament, is what you're going through right now, is there a way out of this? Son of man, can these bones live? And hearing my response to you tonight is the same from when I preached it last April. He asked a question that he already knows the answer to, to see whether or not your faith is going to speak up. And so you got to understand that God will put you in a position, God will put you in certain predicaments to see what your faith is going to Say here it is your actions will speak loud, but sometimes your big mouth needs to tell God what it is that you believe that he can do. Yeah, God, you're still in control. God, yeah, you are still all powerful. God, you are still all knowing. And because of that, I believe, God, that you are still able to do it. But here's the irony: He's been dealing with this, and he is possibly forgotten, Pastor Kim, who God is, and now he is in a place where he is still so far disconnected that 10 years he has been in this rut and so he asked can these bones live and it was really at, like God was asking Jazz can you bounce back from this yeah. I know what you're looking at but is there a way cause you're called to this nation You're called to a nation. So can we bounce back from this? I know it looks bad and all you see is brokenness, but can we bounce back from this as a nation? And I wonder if there is somebody that's not ashamed of something that you may be dealing with tonight that will, and God asks the question to you prophetically. You ain't got to put your business on notice, but the question is tonight, can you bounce back from whatever it is that has placed you in the presence of God? Do you think that the thing that is you crying at night, do you feel? like the thing that has you wrestling in your mind? Do you feel like there is any bounce back left in you? And the question tonight that I have for you, Keisha, is are you willing to bounce back? I know that you have become accustomed to being in exile. I know that you have become accustomed to going without in this season. I know that you have been accustomed and you've been feeling like the world is against you, but the question tonight in the house is not can you bounce back, but are you willing to bounce back? I know that it broke your heart. I know that they talked about you. I know that they dragged your name through the mud. But I know that you have the choice whether or not you will make the decision or whether you gonna stay there or stand back up. And the God sent me here on the second night of March Gladness to ask the question, are you willing to bounce back? Is there anybody in here that has had a, a hit in this season? Is there anybody in here that's ever experienced a hurt Malik that helped you so hurt, that's left you so low that you It felt like, God, where are you in this? But through it all, you were here tonight. Through it all, you still got your joy. Through it all, you still got your peace. Through it all, you're still in your right mind. And you ought to look at somebody and tell them, bounce back, neighbor. There's glory coming. Bounce back, neighbor. There's victory coming. Don't worry about what's going on. You're about to bounce back Don't worry about how you feel We're about to bounce back Don't worry about the job I'm bouncing back in this season Don't worry about the hurt I'm bouncing back in this season Don't worry about the money I'm bouncing back in this season Don't worry about how it looks I'm bouncing back in this season So they treated you bad They don't treat you right I'm looking for somebody That's willing to bounce back They don't understand you They don't understand your praise but I'm looking for the people that are ready to bounce back. That'll say, I can take a licking, and I'm gonna keep on taking. Because if God has brought me this far, I know that he's not gonna leave me. And if you're willing to bounce back, you ought to lift up a praise right there. So I asked the question, is there anybody in the room tonight that's willing to bounce back? Because you need to know tonight that there is life after your valley. You ought to understand tonight, Erica, that there is victory after your valley. And now, some people of faith tonight can prophesy and say, There's life coming out of my valley. His response was, God, only you know. Y'all said, Here it is. God was asking the question based on what you see, Travis. What do you feel like the end result is about to be? Based on what you've been seeing, what do you look like? And so God was asking the question and is asking the question tonight, Raven. How do you see it? How do you see it? Can these bones live? He responds and says, God, only you know. But this is what the Lord allowed me to see. How you say it is a reflection of how you see it which means that we can be in the same valley. And I'm looking to get him out of this thing any day now where somebody may be laying there saying, you know what, this thing is going to take me out. Here it is. So God asked a question concerning the potential and his response would speak on how he views, based on his perspective of the valley. What do you mean? Can this valley live again? And he was only able to respond based on how he viewed it. And so I asked the question, with what you're dealing with in your life right now, here it is. Can I tell you that your deliverance will be based on how you see it? Here it is. Am I going to stay and am I going to die in this place? Or is God going to bring me out into the next place? Uh Uh-huh. Here it is. And so God told me to take a pause for the cause right now and tell you, I told you you were going to need a neighbor but God told me to tell you tonight that you gotta prophesy over your neighbor, don't wait on me to tell you, here it is, but you gotta say I see you in the future, and you look a whole lot better, and see if you sin but it's not the right person, they went ahead and started prophesying, you ain't waiting on no count off Keisha, here it is they were eager to tell you, because I understand that when God uh, starts moving for my neighbor, he stepped into the neighborhood, so you ought to find you somebody, and tell them I see you in the future, and you look a whole a lot better. Now you may be struggling right now. You may be suffering right now. Just hang on just a little while. Hang on just a little while. Hold on tonight while help is incoming in your direction. You ought to tell your neighbor, be not uh, weary and well-doing, for in due season, You shall reap if you faint not. If you receive what they just prophesied. Lift up one praise. If you see your own self in the future. I'm not worried about Negroes. I can speak over myself. I'm not worried about what you think. So there was a story about two brothers that grew up in a home with an alcoholic father. Two brothers in the home with an alcoholic father. One brother, Keisha, became an alcoholic. And when he was asked why did he become this way, he said, I watched my father. But then the other brother never touched alcohol. And someone asked him the same question. Well, why is it that your brother is an alcoholic and you're not? He said, simple. I watched my father. You got to understand that God will give you victory based on your perception and the only way that people will be able to respond around you will be based on what it is that you speak out of your own mouth so here it is although you may be in the pit right now you don't have to become pitiful although you may be sick right now you can still take up your bed and walk so your reality is based on how you perceive what's around you and so God doesn't tell you grab this God doesn't tell you what to see he tells us what to say. Sit down for a second. Let me say that again. God don't tell you what to see. He tells us what to say. I'm in the text right here. He don't tell us what to see. He tells us what to say. He asked the question can these bones live? And he told him God only you know and God's response thereafter after was simply prophesy. God help tonight. So here it is. You've got to speak over what's been broken up in your life. God don't tell you what to see. God is going to tell you how you need to address it. Here it is. You need to tell them what is he tell them. He said, prophesy over these bones. But there was a specific thing that he told them. He didn't say just start talking and blabbering out of your mouth, Malik. He says, prophesy over the bones and tell them hear ye the word of the Lord. And see, our problem is we've just spoken over it, but it wasn't what God said. Can I say that one more time for the back? Too many times we have set ourselves up. We have called ourselves, naming it and claiming it. Here it is. We have turned the circles. We have high-fived. We have stood In the prayer lines glory, here it is and what it is we called ourselves speaking over our own lives Tamara but we were telling them what it was that we wanted and not what God said can I be in the book tonight, he tells them prophesy, hear ye the word of the Lord you saying some stuff but you ain't saying nothing yet he don't tell you what to see. He tells him what to say. And God is looking for the people that are willing to put his word to work in this season. Here it is. got to start speaking to sickness by his stripes I'm already healed. You've got to start speaking to lack and says but my God shall supply. Here it is. got to start speaking to loneliness and say that God will never leave me nor forsake me. You've got to start speaking to suicide and declare I shall live and not die because I have to declare the works of the Lord. Could it be that we ain't seeing movement because we're not putting the right words into use? And so he tells him, tell the bones, tell the broken pieces, tell every broken place, hear ye the word of the Lord. Let me say it again. He tells him, prophesy over the bones. Tell them every broken place, every wounded space in your life, hear ye the word of the Lord. You gotta understand tonight that God is calling you in this season to put the word to work. So when he started to prophesy prophesied. Notice that the scripture says there was a sound. Here it is. You got to know that when he prophesied, that's when it start happening. That's when stuff started happening. That's when it started coming together. But wait, let me tell y'all what one commentator said, and I jumped up and ran through the house. It says, so I prophesied Dakota, and there was a sound. He prophesied the word into place and then there was a sound. Last time I preached this I talked about there was a rustling and a rumbling that had to have started taking place in the valley. So when he prophesied there was a sound and one commentator said because he was one of God's prophets angels started moving and stirring in accordance to what he had said in the valley what do you mean when I start putting the word of God to work I have an angelic presence that backs up what it is that I've spoken as it pertains to the word of God. So the angels, what you got to understand, there was a wind that started blowing in the valley. God help tonight. Here it is. And all of, can y'all imagine just being there and said, God said that y'all got to live again. And then all of a sudden, here comes this strong gust of wind. Here it is because the angelic host had started fluttering their winds and their wings and there was a sound that provoked the supernatural to happen. They are in the valley. Here it is when you got the right enforcement, when you got the right backup, when you know the right word to declare over your situation. You got to understand tonight that you've got an angelic host that's backing up what's ready to come out of your mouth. Here it is, so I ain't got to worry about when I just put the word to work. I know that God is gonna honor His word. Can I go to Sunday school and tell you that which is the same God that is not a man that He should lie? So when I put the word to work, here it is. God has to make good on what He's already said. So God told me to tell you some people that what you got to do tonight in this atmosphere is put the word to work over your life. I know that it's been broke for a season. I know that you've been brokenhearted for a season. But what you got to do is create a sound that'll line up with what God is saying. You got to create a sound and a stirring that is a reflection of what God is ready to do. So what they you feel the folk talking about you? So what people have been telling you what they think? Here it is, God says when you put the word to work, you ain't got to be worried about what your cousin say? Here it is. When you put the word to work, you ain't gotta get your pastor on the phone. When you know the word, they can put the word to work. I wonder if there is a people tonight. I want to put this exercise into place People that could stand for God to work a miracle. People that could stand for God to release breakthrough. People that could stand for God to paint broken places and start mending them back together. You ought to lift up a sound right there. Open up your mouth and create a sound. Come on, open up your mouth and create a sound that makes broken places start coming back together. When you believe God, when you can put the Word to work, you can create a sound that will provoke heaven to earth. Don't get tired, we need breakthroughs. Don't get tired, we need healing. Don't get tired, we need manifestation. Come on and create a sound. Come on and create a sound. Come on and create a sound that provokes heaven to earth. Come on, create a sound that the supernatural will fill at home in this atmosphere. Come on, create a sound that says, God, we're ready for what you're getting ready to do. Come on, create a sound. That says, God, I need a healing. Come on, create a sound that says, God, I'm ready for what you're getting ready to do. Come on, create a sound that says, God, I'm ready for the next level. Come on, create a sound that says, God, we're ready. We're standing on a Tuesday, believing you in this place. I'll lift up my hands. I'll open up my mouth, and I'll give you glory. I told you yesterday that if you shout glory, glory will come to the room somebody ought to open up your mouth and shout glory so here it is because it's when we create a sound Keisha that things will start coming back together it's when we create a sound that healing hits your house it's when you create a sound that breakthrough starts coming down your road it's when you create a sound that God says they're ready that he sends wind to the valley somebody better open up your mouth and create a sound in this and so when they created a sound when he created a sound broken bones started moving back together broken places And so the Lord told me, this ain't the night for the Q people. He told me today, Ebony, he told me to charge y'all spirit for the rest of this service and tell them, you tell, he said, you tell them that they've got to holler till it happens. They've got to holler till it happens. So the people that are believing God are going to be the ones that are going to lift their voice Like a trumpet in Zion, you got to holler till it happens. God, I need you. God, I need you. So here it is. I can imagine now. I can imagine now. The valley kind of starts sounding like this right here. Because brokenness is starting to be mended. Toes are being connected back to feet. Feet bones are just bones of feet are starting to go to create. Here it is, to connect to ankles again. In an atmosphere like this, your broken heart starts becoming. Because it ain't about what they did to you, it's about God healing you at this moment. So I can imagine that there is now, based on what the word says, Chloe, he prophesied and the bones started coming together, Keisha, and skeletons have formed. Sarah, where it once was a place full of brokenness, everything that was broken is now put back together. everything that was broke is now put back together Shanice standing at attention but if I could teach y'all a little bit more it's standing at a teaching attention but ain't nothing happening notice that God asked the question Ebony Can these bones live? God didn't say can it come back together. God said can these bones live? So now he's in chapter 37 in the valley where there once was brokenness. Now you have skeletons with no life. Understand that God will cause you to take your seats to cause what was broken to be fixed. But notice that I told y'all Sunday morning, you've got to be committed to see it through to completion. You've got to see it through to completion. He that have begun a good work in you will do what? Perform it. So you got to understand tonight that now, Cambria, that the bones and the skeletons are standing and everything that was broken is now put together. Here it is. That ain't what God said. God didn't say, can they come back together? God asked the question, can they live again? And so we, what that let me see was based on, whoo, God, help right there. Was based on what they had just experienced, based on the sound that we just created. Your word right there is God just got started. (laughs) Meaning, some people will probably be okay with the moment that just took place and can leave saying, Woo, God moved tonight. But he asked the question, Can the bones live? And God told me to tell you that he's just getting started in your life. You created the sound that brought it back together. But there's another sound that's got to go forth in this place. Verse 9, he tells him, so now that you have prophesied on the bones, let's take this thing to another level. And what I want you to do now is prophesy to the winds. And I need you to tell the winds to breathe breath of life on these bones that were dead. So you got to understand now that there's another sound that's got to go forth. Because there's a wind that's got to hit the road. Because what was now is dead, here it is is now about to come back to life. And he said there's a wind of revival that's about to hit the house tonight. What happened in that valley, there was a wind of revival. Yeah, the first wind was to bring it together, but the next wind was for new life. And you got to know that when revival hits, People will never be the same. Everything that was once dead has to start living again. And I wonder if there was somebody that's ready to be revived tonight. I've had brokenness in my life. I've had sickness in my life. But now I'm ready tonight for the wind of a revival. So now I speak to the wind. I say, North wind. Blowing this place, south wind, blowing this place, east wind, blowing this place, why does a weather wind, south wind, come to the hutch place, west wind, and when the wind blows, it comes to revive, when the wind blows, it comes to resuscitate, everything that was lifeless, it's coming to do CPR, is coming to breathe again and you gotta know tonight uh, That your situation uh, is about to breathe again That marriage uh, is about to breathe again That relationship uh, is about to breathe again That dream uh, is about to breathe again Our church uh, is about to breathe again That business uh, is about to breathe again god says uh, he can't tell you what to see but he can tell you what to say so you gotta know tonight uh, that there's a method for movement and the method is in your mouth the method is in your mouth it's in your declaration the method is in your (laughs) it's in your belly breath is on its way healing is on its way it's about to breathe again the dead situation is about to catch another breath God says shortness of breath is about to be regulated. The thing that's been struggling to breathe is about to get a fresh wind. It's about to get a new wind. Because when the wind's blow, when the second wind blew, it said they stood a great army. So let's backtrack. They were once broken and then pulled together. And now that the skeletons are standing, God says, speak to the winds so that the wind of breath can hit them. And when breath hits them, that's when every other thing is going to start taking shape. Skin is going to start coming. Ligaments are going to start forming again. Tendons are going to start coming back to life. Here it is. And so you got to understand that when this breath right here, it now has awakened an army. And God says tonight for somebody that he's ready for an army to wake back up. He's waiting on an army to break back up, to wake back up. He's calling you to speak to the thing. Ready, grab this. This is what blesses me, and we're going to go. God is calling you to speak to the thing that can't speak back to you. And I thought about an instance that I thought I was going to try my mama. I thought about an instance where she told me something that I didn't necessarily like. And I asked her, Well, why do I have to do that? And those of y'all that know my mama know that that thing, watch it, you don't know Sherry. The very thing. That I tried, I wasn't ready for the response. But like any mama, she said, because I said so. And there's something about Carmen when the authoritator says because I said so. It ain't a matter. Of what you got to say back at this point cuz I've already let come out of my mouth what is about to happen in this situation whether you like it or not whether you agree with what's going on or not, at the moment that I let it come out of my mouth, I expect what it is that I've just said to start responding accordingly. And I wonder if there are some people that are at Revival on night too, that, that have been tired of being in a valley and in a low place, that God said he's ready to give you your say-so back. I wonder if there are at least five people that are ready to take authority over the enemy again. The people that are tired of being sick and tired. So he says to them tonight, here it is, that you got to get your say-so back. And he says that you got to start speaking to the things that cannot speak back to you. And because it can't speak back, grab this. It has no other choice than to obey your command. God says that he's ready to raise up an army tonight. Tell somebody, oh, let's try it. You ought to look at that same neighbor and tell them, I command you to live. You've been dead long enough. You've been struggling long Enough, you've been without long enough, and so I command you to live. I command you to come out of this place. You've been broken long enough. Give me verse 11, Chloe. You've been in this place long enough, you've been in the valley long enough. And I command you tonight, by the authority of the Holy Ghost, that it's time for you to live again. It's time for you to breathe again. It's time for you to praise again. It's time for you to trust again. It's time for you to dance again. It's time for you to shout again verse 11 then he said unto me son of man these bones are the whole house of Israel behold they say our bones are dried and our hope is lost we are cut off for our parts next verse but then he also says therefore prophesy there's one more prophecy say unto them thus said the Lord God behold O my people I will open your graves, and I will cause you to come up out of your graves, and bring you, my God, into the land of Israel. Next verse. But God wasn't finished. He tells them in verse thirteen. He tells them, and ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh my people, and brought you up out of the grave that tried to kill you. But God was not finished. I uh, shall put uh, my spirit in you uh, and you shall live uh, and I shall place you uh, in your own land uh, and I will place you uh, in your own land then shall ye know uh, that I the Lord uh, have spoken these things and performed it uh, says the Lord you gotta know tonight uh, that there is a method for movement at the moment you prophesy things are going to stop moving you tired of it being the same start speaking the word hear ye the word of the Lord it's time for you to live you've got to live and not die and I command you tonight that you got to live right there college wrestling team that was traveling to compete in a tournament one weekend. And they were on the bus traveling to the tournament and the coach had done his homework and he warned them of a strategy jazz that the other team had. The coach told them that they had perfected this one hold and because they had perfected the hold, their opponent has won every single of their recent matches. He said the maneuver that's been winning is called the double reverse. He said, it works like this. Your opponent gets a hold of you, then he folds you up once. (laughs) Then he folds you up again. And while you are helpless, he throws you to the ground and pins you. And before you know it, the match is over. It was obvious that his wrestlers didn't think that what he was saying would be so serious they didn't think that it was a threat because they didn't take what he was saying seriously so when they got to the gym and they were getting ready for their six matches of the evening the coach continued to warn them about the double reverse he continued to warn them every wrestler assured them that they got this, coach, we got it. And in the very first match, the wrestler was victimized by the hold and lost the match. Now the other teammates are now trying to take this hold seriously. But the second wrestler, too, was defeated by the double reverse. The coach began to get angry and they kept on losing. Round number three was lost. Now, number four was lost. Round number five was lost. And now they have one more match left. And the coach walked up to the wrestler and said, don't get caught up like the rest of the teammates. I'd like to win at least one match. So the match began, and sure enough, within the first two minutes, the wrestler got caught in the double reverse. The coach now buried his head in his hand and refused to look at what appeared to be the outcome. The home team stands and fans began to cheer because it looked like they were about to have a shutout match. Then all of a sudden this cheering uh, came to to a stop and the visitors began to start cheering because they were able to celebrate. And the coach looked up just in time to see that his wrestler, who he would now look like he was about to be defeated but he was now pinning his opponent and the last team the last teammate was able to win the match when the celebration finally stopped the coach took the winning wrestler to the side and said what in the world happened when I looked at you the last time you looked like you were in the double hole reverse and it seemed to be no way out so how did you get out of that hole how did you get out of that hole, God, and win the match? God help her. Huh? Then the wrestler replied, "When he got that." hold on me. I was so twisted up that I couldn't move. But when I was one inch away, all I could see were my eyes. And I was one inch away from my nose being to my big toe. So he said, I did the only thing that I could do. So I opened my mouth and I bit down on my big toe as hard as I could. And I said, the coach said, it's amazing what a teammate can do when he Bites his own toe. Now while there is a great humor in the punchline of that story, we gotta also know that when he bit his own toe, that gave him strength to keep fighting. You gotta know tonight that there is a method in your mouth that at the moment that you open up your mouth and you use what God gave you, the very thing that the enemy has tried to hold you captive with will have no other choice than to let you go. Everybody stand. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. Let's go home. You've just witnessed another life-changing word here on the Refuge Live podcast. Listen, if this has been a blessing to you, do me a favor and send us a small C on our church cash app that's the dollar sign, Peculiar Church, or on Gibraltar, you can give us a Bible, the Temple of Refuge. Listen, we have run out of time to but we are so grateful that you have chosen to be a part of what's going on here at Temple of Refuge. On behalf of myself and the entire Temple of Refuge, thank you so much for tuning in.